0: What's up, ambitious listeners? So before we start the interview, there is some background knowledge I should tell you. We recorded this, and then recently, Richie found out he tore his labrum. This is just a minor setback for a guy who's going to be a superstar in the MLB very soon. He will, no doubt in my mind, and hopefully no doubt in his own and Indians organization mind, overcome this injury and become a superstar in the league as he is destined to be. It's just a minor setback, and it's only part of the bigger picture. It's only going to make him stronger. Keep Richie in, in your prayers. He's going to be a superstar. This is just a minor setback, and I wish him nothing but the best recovering from the injury and in his future with minor league baseball and eventually major league baseball. Enjoy the interview after a quick word from our sponsors. It's a really, really good one. Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price, and today's guest is a rising star. He is making his way through the minor league ranks. He is a former All-American shortstop from Towson University and was then selected by the Cleveland Indians after a phenomenal college career. He wasted no time raking and adjusting to the minors with ease. He is one of the Indians' top prospects and a rising star. Today's guest is Richie Palacios. Richie, how are you?
1: Good, man. Thanks for having me, Dylan. I'm excited. Thanks
0: for coming on. So my first thing is you are currently at spring training, right?
1: Yes, I'm out here in Arizona for uh, spring training.
0: How is that going?
1: It's going well. I mean, the weather's beautiful. Um, whole organization's here, so um, all the guys are here. We're just getting on working every day, which is pretty awesome. So I've been excited to be here. How's the
0: team looking? How's everything feeling prior to the season?
1: Uh, everything's feeling good. I mean, I feel like the whole organization, we're just uh, continuing to improve every day. Um, and develop every day and I've been focusing on that um pretty much every day I'm out there just seeing which way I can get better each and every day and just learning to translate that into my game um out on the field
0: so I'm going to go right from the start my question for you is when did you start playing baseball and what led you to play
1: uh definitely my family I mean my dad um played minor league ball so literally out the womb we were going to be playing baseball and we played at the age of like 2 3 um, in the house um before we even able to play on the field. my brother and I were just uh throwing balls and hitting them right in the house um while my mom was screaming at us. But uh yeah, we that out the womb pretty much we were we were destined to play baseball. And you
0: then went on to play high school ball. How was your high school baseball career?
1: High school um, baseball was awesome. I mean um played in a small private school um in my neighborhood but I met a lot of guys that I continually um, stay in touch with now, and our team was really good. We had a couple guys go to um, D1 schools. Um, but, yeah, high school experience was awesome. I mean, high school and baseball is, is pretty dope. I mean, there's a lot of teams there's a lot of guys. Even though the weather's freezing, we still managed to enjoy it.
0: And you grew up in Brooklyn, correct? Yes. Ah, uh, so you're just like me. You're familiar with these crazy northeast winters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, my next question for
1: you is what led you to Towson University? So um, I guess while I was in high school during the recruiting process, um, it was a little tough for me. I mean, um, from a lot of division one schools, cause that's what I was set on. I wanted to go to like division one school. Um, that's what I was shooting for. Um, a lot of schools actually told me that I was too small to play for their school or in their conference, um, which is, which was pretty eye opening to me. I mean, for me, I never thought that baseball had to do anything with height and weight. But that's what some coaches told me, and it was fine. I just used that as more motivation, um, continue to work hard, continue to improve every day. And then in my senior year, um, Coach uh, Mike Gottlieb um, came out to watch me play in the tournament, and I did extremely well for two days. They offered me a scholarship, and it was the greatest opportunity that I would play right away. And that was the thing that I had to get in my mind is I got to go to a school where I'm going to play right away and not sit around for two years. And that was the best decision I think I've made in my entire life was going there, being able to play and compete every single day, and being able to to do well enough to become a professional baseball player. I will
0: say it worked out very well for you, and you had a lot of success. So I guess my next question for you would be, of all your accomplishments there, what would you consider your best?
1: In college? Yeah. Uh, Hmm. Well, I mean, honestly – I think the most um, crucial one I think that stays in me was not anything I did on the field, um, not all all Americans, none of that stuff, but I think just being voted um, a leader on my team by my teammates was probably one of the most um, crucial things in me because it, it showed me that I was doing everything right on and off the field and working hard and leading as an example to the guys around me where they saw that and they said, I want this guy to lead our team. And I think that was the most crucial thing for me. Not anything I did on the field. I mean, just that was really important to me. That's really, really cool. And it also shows that you have um, great
0: leadership skills and that will very much translate well to uh, professional baseball, as I hope you're seeing already. Yeah, for sure. How do you feel your time at Towson contributed to your development as first a baseball player and second as a person?
1: Um, first, so as a baseball player, I mean the coaches. Obviously, I got to thank the coaches. Um, my dad's obviously coached me since I was a kid, but when I got to college, I was on my own, and I had new coaches that worked me, developed me. Um, all the coaches there, Coach Gally, which was the head coach, um, they just stayed on me. They didn't ever let me, like – get laid back and think that just because I was doing well, that I'm good enough. But they kept on me and showed the things that I continually needed to make improvements in um, so that I can be the best player that I can be when I leave that school. And I feel like that helped me extremely a lot um, throughout my first two years. And then obviously we got a new coaching staff um, for my junior year. And same thing, just not letting me get laid back, which I'm not a laid back person. I'm hardworking, but they just kept on me. Um, show me things that I should prepare for at the professional level, um, being Matt Tyner and a couple of our other coaches played in the minor leagues. So that helped a lot. And then as a person, I mean, going, being on your own is a new experience. Um, I was pretty much used to it from all the tournaments, how would go on um, in amateur baseball. But yeah, just like living with roommates, like being on your own, knowing that you make good decisions uh, without having to ask your parents for something and the old decision is pretty much going to determine your future. So that's how I think it's about me as a person.
0: And after going, you played for four years at Towson, correct? Three years. Oh, three years. So you graduated out as a junior and went to the yeah, majors. I, I, got, I got drafted as a
1: junior. What was yeah. your first? One year left.
0: Oh. And do you ever think you'll go back and uh, try to finish school and get your degree?
1: Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to do that. I pretty much promised my parents and my mom especially that um, I would do that. She is not rushing me. Um, I think I would probably want to do it after I finish my baseball career completely, um, being that I want to focus each and every day on getting better and improving to be the best player I can be right now and then be able to finish my schooling after my career is um, complete.
0: Very cool. So what was your first reaction to being selected by the Cleveland Indians in last year's draft?
1: Oh, it was it was it was amazing. I mean, it was just right there. And then I I just felt that literally all the long nights and the early, early days that I was out there before a lot of other guys and like all the extra work I was doing, extra lifting, extra fielding like that I've been doing my entire life, like all that literally just played. Like, I just saw – I pretty much just saw it right there in front of me because I feel like if I didn't do all that stuff to separate me from the other people, I wouldn't have been in the position I am today. So it was a good feeling for them. And it was a good feeling for my parents because um, those, those people have sacrificed so much for me to be able to play um, baseball, period. But to travel with me, the amount of money they spent on me um, coming up from a kid, like, it was a great experience to see them so happy because I know that – they sacrificed so much for me to get in the position I was in today. So
0: after, um, or not after, before you got selected by the Indians, what was your MLB draft process like? And what did you have any idea that they were going to be the team that likely picked you?
1: Um, So the MLB draft process, um, I pretty much filled out questionnaires, I think for every, every major league team. And I mean, gone through scout day, like scouts at the game, but like never knew, I never really know who's going to take me. Um, I let my advisor just like worry about that stuff because he wanted me and I wanted me to just worry about how I can perform on a daily basis. And then going through the draft with my brother, we all know that draft day is crazy hectic. So you never know, um, what's going to happen. So you just got to be prepared for everything. So I just went in with a clear mind. Um, Obviously, I got prayed before the draft, but I just went in with a clear mind and just let it happen. And when my advisor called said that Cleveland wants to draft me in the third round, like I was super excited. I said, yes, I'm going to take it. And then now we're here.
0: Very, very cool. And congratulations again on that.
1: Thank you. Appreciate that.
0: What was your time like transitioning from college ball to pro ball? And how quick was the turnover?
1: Um, I mean, I think um translated it pretty well i mean it's still baseball it's same game yeah it may be a little bit faster um yeah the guys may be a little bit better but i never think about that stuff i just worry about the things that i can control like what i can control and i can control my work ethic i control the work that i put in i control how much work i put in and then i control my attitude my effort those are the things that i worry about controlling mm-hmm. And I felt like by me doing that and just worrying about how what I can do each and every day, translating me doing extremely well in my first season um, and not worrying about all the other stuff that I can't control, because I feel like that just gets your mind all messed up. But me to be able to focus on what I can control each and every day, and I felt like that helped me translate um, to the pro level very easily.
0: You definitely touched on that right there. You had a really, really good first year of pro ball. What was your first year of pro ball like on the off the field standpoint, you know, going to the practices, training and everything compared to your college career?
1: Yeah, I mean it was a little we're at the field a little bit longer. We're doing a little bit more because um the restrictions are there are no restrictions like uh NCAA baseball where we only have a set amount of hours a week. But Pro Bowl, yeah, everything everything's a little bit longer. Um and then the bus rides get to you and stuff. But you just gotta like I said before, you gotta stay a clear mind. Like you're at the field. You can't take that as a burden. Like I have to be at the field, but you take that as like another opportunity that I can get better today. Like I'm get to play baseball as my living right now. Like let me enjoy it, enjoy my craft. And that's helped me get through without having a negative um, mindset, but having a positive growth mindset within everything that I do. So you touched on earlier, um,
0: you're at spring training right now, you're getting ready, you're retooling for the season. What is your biggest goal for this
1: upcoming season? Um, yeah, biggest goal is just, like I said before, just competing every day, um, getting better each and every day, uh, working on all parts of my game, um, and then obviously to perform. Um, perform well, just staying focused on, on the things that I can control on a daily basis, and hopefully that translates into another great season.
0: Now, I don't know if you realize this. You are moving through the minors very quickly. Your first season, I've talked to a couple um, other baseball players who are in the minors as well and just coming from the draft and everything, and they are, like, obviously rising through, but you're rising through quick. Like, your first season of pro ball, you are moving up very quickly. How soon do you see yourself in the majors, and do you think having such a great first season kind of puts you on the Indians map even more than you already were and maybe – sped up the process?
1: Um, so actually one great piece of advice, um, my brother being with the Blue Jays now um, in AA, and he's always just kept me a step ahead of everything. Um, and the biggest and great piece of advice that he's ever told me about pro baseball is for me and for him to never focus, like for us to never focus on like when I'm gonna get moved up and how, but just like I said before, focus on things that I can control how I can get better each and every day. And I feel like with that, the other things will come, but we're not stressing about it. So I think that I'm going to just focus on things I can control, how I can get better, how I can help my team win. Do that each and every day, and whenever that day comes, it'll come. But I'm not – I can never really foretell that I'm just going to focus on the things that I can control each and every day. And I feel like that that piece of advice is stuck with me, and I feel like it's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Now, you and your brother, how far are you guys apart age-wise? So, he's 22 months older than me. Wow.
0: And you guys are very close, and I did see you guys run an organization called Built Different Athletes. Can you tell myself and my listeners a little bit about what the organization is
1: about? Yeah, so, um, yeah, my brother and I started this um, brand, and all it is is just it embodies just bringing your culture, like, your culture into whatever you do, whatever it is, baseball, basketball. If you're cutting hair, just bring your culture and being yourself um, is a thing that we pretty much start our organization on. And and it's about just, like, guys like us from New York City, like, we like to have fun on the field, like, dance when we hit doubles and, like, just enjoying the game Um, with your teammates. And we feel like if that's who you are, I don't think you, you have to act a certain way. You should just enjoy yourself, be yourself and bring your culture into the game, if, whether it's international or in the United States, just being yourselves. And that's the one thing we stress, and we sell a bunch of gear. We have a bunch of pro athletes um, that are ambassadors that that wear our stuff on and off the field. But, yeah, we're just, like, stressing to just be yourself. And we want all the people that, whatever they do, just continue to be themselves. And I feel like that will be the best outcome, but not trying to be someone else, just enjoying themselves and liking themselves and being themselves.
0: Now, you did not ask me at all to ask you this or to promote this, but to all my listeners out there, check out Built Different Athletes. Their merchandise is really cool, and everything they stand for is really cool. And it is just a very cool thing the two of you guys are embarking on. Appreciate that, Dom. Thank you. What led you guys to uh, start this?
1: Um, I mean, we're we're big on, like, marketing ourselves and, like – yeah just marketing ourselves and just sh- sh- pretty much showing people the things we do, and not just the things because a lot of people see what we do on the field, but with build different, we like to show them our backstories and like the things we do off the field um the the school the amount of schools we visit throughout the off season to talk to the high school athletes, high school baseball players, college baseball players, division one baseball players like those are the things that we try to show um with doing a lot of videos throughout the off season. To show the kids when we go like customize our, our cleats for the season. Like all the backstory stuff that doesn't really have to do with on the field. We like to show do build different and show how we work extremely hard to get where we are and the things that motivate us. So that's why pretty much why we started it. We just want we didn't just wanna keep putting it like personal, personal, but we brought in a bunch of professional athletes, college guys, high school guys, and we just document all the things we do off the field that make us successful on the field.
0: Now, do you want to tell my listeners a little bit of where they can uh, find out about the organization?
1: Yeah, so um, on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, its tag is at Built Different Athletes, and our website mm-hmm. is builtdifferentathletes.com. And then if you guys have any questions, um, you can DM us, you can DM me at Richie J Palacios3. And I pretty much answer most of my DMs um, and build different answers, all of them. So um, if you guys have any questions about what we do off the field or any questions about baseball or life or anything, like shoot it to build different or shoot it to me. And I'm a down to earth guy. I get back to a lot of the kids that are that ask about baseball questions or life questions. So, um, yeah, go go check us out. Very, very cool. And to all my listeners out there,
0: seriously, go check them out. I'm not lying. Their merchandise is really, really cool and everything they do is awesome and really they produce really good content. Um, now transitioning a little bit though, how do you feel growing up in a baseball family, and you did touch on this a little, contributed to your development as a player and as a person?
1: Oh uh, Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> growing up in a baseball family is, has been amazing. I mean, like, for me, being the youngest out of all the baseball players, I feel like I've benefited the most because I'm getting the experience from my uncle who played in the major leagues for four or five years and my dad who made it to AAA and my brother who was currently in the minor. It's like the, the list just it – goes, it goes down because all the experiences and all the stuff comes from the top and it trickles down. So that's helped me so much and just the mental part of it. Yeah, the physical part because, yeah, my family knows a lot about baseball and they know how to help me physically – but the mental part is what I feel like separates me just like because of going through the struggles that they've been through to make it to the top, now translating to me and they teach me how they did it and what decisions they make and what things they didn't do, distractions they didn't follow that currently help me today. So I feel like that's that's such a great contributor and I hope to just pass that down to my kids and they pass that down because it's it's been awesome and it's been a great experience to be able to have that.
0: That's a really good insight, and I talked to Dante Bichette, and his brother Bo is also in the Blue Jays organization making his way through, and he said, you know, a lot of what he's learned he's trying to pass down to Bo because Bo's on his way up, and a lot of the mistakes he made or the right things he did, he's trying to, you know, encourage him but let him learn, and that kind of knowledge is helping Bo, he said, do really well up in the – or down in the minors.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. We, uh, we met – I met Dante and Bo. Hung out with them. Oh, um, Boshé's cool, my brother. But yeah, that's just they're literally like the same exact thing that they they them two go to We go through the same thing um, with my uncle and then my dad, and my brother, and, and me. So it's pretty awesome. But it it shows that Bo Bichette is definitely taking all that advice and actually listening to the people above him, and that's what's making him such a great player. Very sure. very cool.
0: And my next question for you would be, who was
1: your favorite player as a kid?
0: And also, what player would you say your skills are most similar to?
1: Um, so, <laughs> as a kid, I mean, growing mm-hmm. up as a New York Yankees fan, um, yeah, I, I love Derek Jeter. Like Everyone loved Derek Jeter. But, like, I feel like my favorite player is definitely Robinson Cano. I mean, he was so smooth. His swing was so smooth. And he was – he'd always do super well. And it was great to watch him play. Sometimes it looked like he wasn't even trying, but that's how good he was. And, and he made the game look easy to him. So that has been my um, favorite player since I was younger. And my skills, um, most compared, phew, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, let's see. As a middle infielder, I mean, I feel like they most translate to like a, I feel like a Jose Altuve. A guy that gets on base a lot, um, can hit the ball consistently hard, um, play good defense, and has some, a little bit of power. So I feel like my skills translate most to Jose
0: LTV. Your mentality, you know, if you listen to Jose's interviews and anything, your guys' mentality is the same. You guys both had the same thing. Like you said, um, a lot of people told you, you know, you were too short. And that same thing happened for Jose, and it worked wonders for him as he's a star in the majors, and I don't doubt that you will also be a star in the majors very soon.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that, his, his mentality and mine, you're so true on that. It's almost the same. So that's why I like to follow what he does and the things that have put him apart to bring me to that same position that he's in one day. Very cool.
0: Outside of baseball, what do you enjoy doing?
1: there's a lot there I mean uh, outside of baseball I mean I do enjoy shooting hoops I mean I I always wish I was really good at basketball Um, played high school basketball but just shooting around is pretty fun I mean basketball sport, I love it Um, playing cards going bowling going to the golfing range I feel like those are those are my top things to do um, when I got free time with with my friends. I definitely enjoy all Very those cool. things for sure. Who
0: has had the biggest impact on your development as a player?
1: Um, man, it's hard to put one person. I'm, I got to go all oh, my uncle, dad, and brother. I mean, they mm-hmm. equally have shared so much insight into me. Like, there's no way I could pick one person out of those three, but they've just continually helped me all together um, in everything, every step of the way. And I feel like all three of them, that I categorize them all together because they've helped me so much, and there's no way I could be able to pick out one of those. That's really cool. That's my and my final choice. question
0: for you is, when it is all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be?
1: Well... <clears throat> I want to be known as, as one of the greatest players of all time, and I want to be able to win a, a Major League Championship, a World Series ring. That would be awesome. But also I just want to um, instill like confidence in the kids that were in the same position that I'm in or that I was in, where people told me that they weren't good enough or people told them that they were too small. People told them a lot of things that, that don't have to be true if they put the work in. If they if they have their mindset right. If they don't get distracted, and I want people. I want to be inspiration to those people. Like Jose Altuve is that inspiration to me, and that's what I want in life. Before that's any really other really cool,
0: and I cannot thank you enough for coming on and taking the time, especially with all. Um, your busy schedule of spring training right now. I'm very glad we finally got to sit down and do this. And thank you so much. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck this season and in your future. I have no doubt you are going to be a star in this league.
1: Thank you so much, Dylan. Thanks for having me. Um, and Thanks again for coming on. I'm forward to talk to you again.
0: Once again, I want to thank Richie Palacios for taking the time to come on Ambitious. I wish him nothing but the best of luck in his future, and he's going to be a superstar. Remember that name. Also, reminder, you can listen to Ambitious wherever you listen to podcasts. Like the podcast, share it, give us a subscribe in the iTunes store, give us a good rating. I'll be back here Saturday with a new interview, a really fun one, a really special one. I can't wait for you guys to hear it, and we'll be back next Saturday with a new Ambitious. See you then.